Welcome everyone from Bavaria, where I'm sitting in Roten Abder Tauber, having just seen my son at basketball practice and just about to have coffee with my daughter. Uh, but of course, our work continues. This is the Contest 2024, a podcast where we look at the election for the most powerful person in the world, the President of the United States. And as I have very limited time here, and again, you're going to get the magic of, of live radio, um, I have to really pick my spots. And what a spot to pick, that while I've been gone, and this always happens, um, as I said to John Goodnight, it seems we only declare war when I'm traveling. But in this case, we went through the worst day politically of the Biden presidency. Special uh, counsel Robert Hur got back about Biden's involvement with taking classified documents, concluded that the president was guilty, but that he wasn't going to charge him. The reason for not charging him is that he's incompetent. He's infirm and unfit to prove intent because you don't know what he's thinking because his memory is so bad. Damningly, and this, of course, this is one of these moments that puts together a lot of things that have been there lying dormant, but now they've exploded. He characterized Biden as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. And if that's the case, it seems to me the Democrats, as always, and here I have sympathy with Donald Trump, you can't have it both ways. Either he should stand trial after he leaves office for mishandling classified documents, which uh, her pointed out he willfully seemed to do, that either, oh, what's up with presidents taking their documents? Obama ran into difficulties about this. Trump and Biden have run into difficulties about this. Just hand everything over and leave it to historians like me to sort out. But in this case, they couldn't help themselves that Biden willfully took documents, but Hearst said we'll be unable to convict him because he's a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, meaning he's incompetent. But you can't have it both ways. Donald Trump is right. If he's incompetent, he shouldn't be president. And if he's not incompetent, he should be charged. Uh, this is one of these, like, Comey with the FBI. This is trying to be too clever by half, having it both ways. What this did, though, was explode under Biden's campaign. It detonated the charge that's always been there that we can all see. And I, again, I know Joe Biden from his days visiting Aspen when he was a vice president, that he's lost a step. Nobody, or at least nobody decent, is cheerleading about this. Nobody's happy that the president of the United States may not be up to the job. And in fact, we've all dealt with parents. I mean, I think of, I adored my mother and my grandmother. And when they slowly faded uh, with dementia coming on, it was an absolutely wrenching experience for my family. So I don't speak about of anything but compassion. In fact, I blame Jill Biden and the lackeys around Biden for not retiring him. I blame them for keeping him going. He's made it clear that he's ornery that he's hubristic, that he doesn't see in a Greek tragedy way, that he's not up to it anymore. And the usual Democratic comments that her as a Republican, that this is MAGA cheerleading at its worst, that he has no business mentioning the president's neurology. The problem with all this standard Democratic food fight response is that her was specific. He mentioned specific examples. He actually made an argument. He didn't just say Biden has no memory. I'm saying this to be incredibly cruel. He mentioned specific cases where President Biden didn't know things that he should know. For instance, her mentioned that he didn't know the years the man was vice president. That certainly is something he should have known. 
He mentioned that, that, that Biden didn't know when his son died within a year. When his son died, this beloved son, Bo, this is something that he should know. And he didn't mention specifics about the war in Afghanistan, including General Eikenberry, he now thinks is an enemy of his when he was bureaucratically an ally. Biden took the lead over Obama's policies to Afghanistan, and so this is something that mattered to him. He didn't know this either. As if this were not bad enough, and it certainly is bad enough, Biden has already earlier in the week confused President Mitterrand with President Macron. Mitterrand's been dead for quite a time. Talked as though Helmut Kohl was still among the living when he's been gone. And then to make matters worse, and I'm sure his PR people, their hearts sank, he stormed out to confront the press after Hur's report broke on Friday. Had, an, had what he never has, an impromptu press conference, and there we saw the truth for everyone who had eyes to see that Biden, it started well enough, attacking back at the press that he is competent, he is fit, though, though me thinks he doth protest too much. But beyond this, he makes the mistake of then saying, that's your opinion as though 75% of Americans didn't agree that we were worried about Biden's mental and physical health. And remember, at the end of a second term, he'd be 86 years old. Your health is only going to get worse. We know that with elderly parents, and I'm sure this will happen to me, and I will quit well ahead of this. I hope I have the dignity and gravitas to do so, that President Biden uh, refusing to go um, has all these things against him. And then he storms out to the press and says, it's just your opinion that about my aging. You guys are just making this up. As though all this polling where a vast number of independents, a vast number of Republicans, and about half of Democrats worry about his cognitive abilities. It's not just Trump, Biden hating Trump supporters. It's the country as a whole. He refuses to admit this. And then it would be funny if it weren't sad. He mis misnames President Sisi of Egypt, as though he were AMLO, Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador, the president of Mexico. He confuses the Mexican border um, quite incredibly uh, with what's been going on at the border of Rafah in Gaza and Egypt. So he confuses the Egyptian president with the Mexican president, the Gazan border with the Mexican border. These aren't small mistakes. According to her, he doesn't know when Bo died. He doesn't know when he was vice president. He doesn't know about Macron and Mitterrand not being the same and that Mitterrand isn't running the show and that Cole isn't around. This is happening way too often. And those of us with elderly parents understand. Everyone, what did Hemingway say about being bankrupt? How did it work? Uh, it went slowly and then happened all at once. That people fade slowly and then all at once. That their precipitous declines in cognitive ability. And all you have to do is compare Biden winning the South Carolina primary in 2020 to Biden's speech after he just won it now in 2024. And you see a mountain, a mountain of difference if you're not a cheerleader. If you actually are objectively watching this, it is clear that Biden of 2020 is not the man, uh, the shell of a man of 2024. For God's sake, go. There are plenty of other Democrats who can argue they're very bad cause. He is past it. And I don't say this with any joy. And suddenly there it is for all to see. And another great moment that's a very D.C. thing. But let me explain. 
the Super Bowl, traditionally the president is asked to speak, it does an interview on Super Bowl Sunday, which is by far the biggest TV watching day of the year. Usually these are softball questions thrown to the president. These aren't matters of policy. This is a chance for the president to have a free audience with the biggest audience in the TV year, knowing he's going to be thrown softballs. And Biden's people, for the second year running, say, we don't want to do it. Their pathetic excuse is... Well, people have enough politics. Let's give them the day off. This is a staff trying to hide the president in the basement because they know he might not be up to it. He might have a senior moment, as he did the other night when he confused the president of Egypt with the president of Mexico and the Mexican border with the Rafa crossing in Gaza. And they can't risk him speaking on his own. This is not a man who's fit to be president. I mean, if you're a D.C. person... This is an own, this is a free goal. There's no goalie in the goal. Knock the ball in the net. This is absolutely brain dead easy. You do the the 60 minutes CBS interview before the Super Bowl or whoever's doing it this year. You do it. And for the second year in a row, they're hiding him in the basement because when they do let him out, as he stormed out to refute Robert Hur's allegations, he made matters worse by mixing up who the president of Mexico is with the president of Egypt. They can't let him speak on his own. And if you can't speak on your own, if you don't have the mental dexterity to do this, you should be retired. And anyone who doesn't see this, Democrat, Republican or independent, is not serving the country's interests. I blame Jill Biden and his staff for sticking with him. Biden, as Bill Maher said, was going to be a bridge to the future that implicitly when he ran in 2020, he was assuring us all, look, I know I'm old. I'm going to serve as a bridge to try to get back to normal politics after, as he saw it, the nightmare of Donald Trump. And this is a bridge that's fallen down because he's not going gently into that good night. And there are just going to be more of these. I guarantee you, as Carville said, James Carville, the old um, Democratic Party uh, strategist who led Bill Clinton to victory and certainly knows a thing or two, they're never going to let him debate Trump. They'll blame, oh, he's not a Democrat and so have less democracy. There's no way in the world they can let him debate Trump and Bobby Kennedy. It would be like watching a nature special where a lion devours a gazelle. Um, so this is why this is the worst day of the presidency. All these latent fears suddenly exploded um, because they said, you know, he totally mishandled the documents, but he's not going to stand trial in large part because he's not mentally capable. The good news is he's not going to stand trial. The bad news is that he's not mentally capable. And if you argue that he is mentally capable, it's a Kafka novel. You're back to, well, then why isn't he standing trial? The Democrats are caught here. There's no way out of this. And this is this is the point, that, that we have real problems in the world, and you can't leave the world a scary place to a man who doesn't know when his son died. Um beyond passing on the Super Bowl Sunday softball interview. Uh, Robert Herbs, again, described him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory and then gave these damning examples that he forgot uh, when he was vice president, he forgot when his son died, he forgot the details of the Afghan debate where he was a central player. And again, all this did was explode everybody's fears. A, a, a January 2024 poll by NBC found that fully 76% of voters, and again, any number over 60 is highly significant, 76% of Americans wouldn't agree on an ice cream flavor, but 76% of American voters had major or moderate concerns about Biden's mental and physical health. And these are not going to be allayed by what just happened, and his health, sadly, is not going to get better.
It will either stay the same as everyone's coped with elderly parents knows, or it's going to get worse. It will not get better. 76% before all this already said this is a huge problem. This confirms every concern that voters have had is now suddenly ramped up by a factor of 10. But again, there's very establishment logic here. If the only reason the special counsel didn't charge Biden is, is that he's incompetent, he's too old to stand trial, then how can he not be too old to be president? This is a basic question. Uh, in debating, we would call this, when did you stop beating your wife question? There's no good answer to the question, when did you stop beating your wife? Just as there's no good answer to, if the reason I'm not charging you for a crime is you're mentally incompetent, then how can you be competent enough to be president? Uh, there's just no answer to this. Biden is caught, absolutely caught by logic in this case. Uh, there's no doubt that he mishandled the, the information. And in fact, he showed some of the classified documents uh, to a ghostwriter that he had, um, which is a no-go, who then deleted the files. At least then they came clean with the special counsel. But this is, this is just the logic is, is irrefutable that he's either incompetent or he should stand trial. And if he's incompetent, why in the world is he running for a second term? In a CNN poll that was published in November 2023, only 25% of Americans, very few, believe that Biden had the stamina and the sharpness to serve effectively, while 53% said Trump did. And the Democrats' pathetic effort to say they're the same, anybody who watches them knows they're not. You may hate everything that Donald Trump says, but there's no doubting the man's vigor. There's no doubting his vigor. There's no doubting him being on top of things. Does he misspeak occasionally? I'm one of the better orators in the world, and I misspeak occasionally. It happens. But it doesn't happen as often as it does to President Biden, given the upteen real examples that I just mentioned. And anybody seeing Trump next to Biden, this idea, Marina Hyde, who is a very funny writer for The Guardian that I like, but the idea that they're all the same, they're both old, is ridiculous. Nobody cares about their age. What we're talking about is their mental acuity. And Biden's is gone and Trump's isn't. And whether you hate everything Trump says, you can't doubt he is vigorous in saying it, unlike Joe Biden who often doesn't seem to know where he is and only does highly scripted events and is passing on the Super Bowl weekend interview, which is the ultimate softball. Um, in a CNN poll of February 2024, even 46% of Democrats, basically half of Democrats said they were concerned about Biden's age. And by age, again, we mean mental acuity. And so this story isn't going to go away. Because what it did was encapsulate in one phrase, a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, everything everybody fears about Joe Biden, that he's not up to the job anymore, that he'll be 86 at the end of the second term, which is the way you have to think, and that in a very dangerous world with the Ukraine war, with Gaza, with, the, as you know, the Taiwan coming to an absolute climax, the key geostrategic event for me in the world, we need somebody who remembers when they were vice president. I don't say this with any joy at all, but the man ought to be removed from the ticket while the Democrats have left it insanely late. But as Bill Maher put it, they can make up the rules as they want to. Get somebody in there to defend the indefensible the incompetence of Biden's term, but get somebody in there who can really defend it because a man hiding in the basement refusing to debate Donald Trump or Bobby Kennedy isn't serving himself and he certainly isn't serving the country. Biden thinks he's better than he is. He is. This is a Greek tragedy. 
but it is a tragedy for the country primarily and only secondarily for him. Shame on the people propping him up. Shame on them wheeling him out. Kudos to the special counsel for mentioning a fact all of us should see. The emperor, intellectually, isn't wearing any clothes. And now, like that wonderful fairy tale, it's clear to everyone he's naked. And it's time to remove him from the seam. If he won't have any dignity, let's have dignity for the republic. And the Democrats need to get somebody in there new as fast as humanly possible. And his wife and those around him need to face up to facts. Much as they may like their power, they need to love their country more. Thank you very much. Happy to do this ahead of my coffee with Matilda here in Bavaria. Um, Again, the book is growing great. Everybody do go online today. It's on Amazon everywhere and buy The Last Best Hope, A History of American Realism. We're off to a great start. Uh, John managed to put online for me. If you want to go back and look, we had our podcast, the Political Risk Podcast that we just did with my friend Dave Benyon, where we talk about the book at length. It was a great interview. I enjoyed it. I commend you to see that on our Substack site. And we will move on to Robert Altman and why that great director really matters, looking at five of his movies, as to why he's creating of an ecosystem of human relations. A unique way to direct films really does get at something in the human condition. I commend you to do that. For those of you who haven't subscribed, please do so. We will keep up to date. You see, even as I travel, sitting here in my room um, in Bavaria, I'm parsing the worst day of the Biden presidency because it needs parsing as to why this matters. This confirms the fears that everyone has had latently and suddenly with one dynamite report. They're all out in the open. We will keep you up to date wherever I am and whatever I'm doing. Please do subscribe and please do give the 70 bucks that we're asking so that I can go buy my daughter an espresso and keep doing the work together in our community that we want to do. Take care, everybody, and on to next week. I'll be in Bavaria all week. I'll let you know how things are going as the PR campaign for the book ramps up. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and on to the week. Auf Wiedersehen.